0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: Jury bingo. Kyle Rittenhouse picking the jurors out of a tumbler.
2: Number 11, 58, 14. I've never
1: seen a uh, defendant actually do the picking. Then saved uh, from the floods. Help. In a front loader. You guys. And the shoplifting epidemic.
3: Oh, nine, one, one.
1: Now, big screen TV sets. I have three
3: people here that are pulling TVs out of my store.
1: Same suspect, same getaway car. Plus, supermarket decoys,
4: fake food. How supermarkets are making you think their shelves are fully stocked. What a supermarket is trying to do is hide the fact
1: that there are shortages. Then, star versus star.
5: George Clooney going after Alec Baldwin over the shooting death tragedy.
1: It's insane. It's infuriating. And COVID breakout case at Dancing with the Stars. I've just been diagnosed with a breakthrough case of COVID. Are the other judges now in danger? And Dear Lord.
3: Oh, my word.
1: The panic-stricken deer trapped inside a church. Don't go. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville.
5: Hello, and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Calvin, and today for Deborah, Kyle Rittenhouse's fate is now in the hands of the jury. Deliberations are underway to decide if he killed two men as an out-of-control vigilante or in self-defense. But before deliberations even began, came another eyebrow-raising moment as Rittenhouse himself was allowed to use a bingo-like tumbler to whittle down the number of jurors.
4: It's jury bingo at the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Rittenhouse himself reaches into a tumbler and picks the numbers of six jury members who are to stand by as alternates. Number
2: 14, number 45, number 9, and number 52.
4: That leaves 12 jurors who are now deliberating his fate. I've never seen a uh, a defendant actually do the picking. Who typically would do that? The court clerk usually
6: does it and then hands it up
4: to the judge. This
6: is the first time that I saw a judge have a defendant
5: himself pull the names.
4: The jury is composed of seven women and five men, one of whom is black. Brandon Mitchell is one of the few people in America who knows what the jurors are going through right now. He served on the panel that convicted Derek Chauvin, the cop who killed George Floyd. It does weigh on you. It weighs on you a lot, which is why the deliberations is actually almost like a relief um because you're like it's almost over with like we just got to come to the right decision the prosecutor who brandished rittenhouse's ar-15 in court during closing arguments is taking heat over his startling demonstration which some see as violating basic gun safety rules you can see he has his finger on the trigger
5: you literally
6: cannot make up how moronic this man is any responsible gun owner knows you do not point a gun unless you are prepared
4: to use it. But in a statement, the prosecutor, Thomas Binger, tells Inside Edition today he didn't put anyone at risk. Two detectives verified that there were no bullets in the weapon just before I handled it. When I aimed it, I aimed it at a blank wall. At no time did I point the weapon in the direction of any person. I was very careful about this. After closing arguments yesterday, the judge gave the jury a stern instruction. You
0: will pay no heed to the opinions of anyone, even the president of the
4: United States or the president before him. He was referring to President Biden, suggesting Rittenhouse is a white supremacist during the 2020 election. On the other hand, then President Trump came to Rittenhouse's defense. He was trying to get away from them, I guess, it looks like. The national divide over the case is evident on the streets of Kenosha. Patricia and Mark McCloskey, who famously wielded guns as they confronted protesters outside their St. Louis home during last year's civil unrest, expressed their support for Rittenhouse outside the courthouse. I personally am convinced that everything he did was justified as self-defense. Protesters at the courthouse feel differently.
5: The jury is not sequestered but has been asked to avoid speaking with anyone about the case or paying attention to news reports. Days of record rainfall are causing chaos in the Pacific Northwest. Flooding and mudslides are leading to some dramatic rescues. But when first responders were too overwhelmed to help one couple, a guy with some heavy machinery saved the day.
6: It's the Pineapple Express, the Pacific Northwest, and Canada pummeled by heavy rains from Hawaii. Help! And this May Day on Facebook Live reveals a desperate situation.
2: Waiting for someone to pick us up.
6: As day turned to night, Stephanie Vigil found herself trapped inside her home in Everson, Washington, with boyfriend Eric Walker and their two dogs. The storm's getting worse. She continued to record as they waited for help. At last, rescue by a front-end. Loader.
2: Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm so worried for them.
6: But getting out wasn't easy, as the water pressure prevented them from opening the door.
3: It won't open. Is that won't open. It but won't that open. Going stuck. Okay, it's too up, so we can get the window. Thank you, guys.
6: When they all made it out, they climbed into the front loader and set off on the treacherous trip to dry land. Oh my god! Here they are today, shaken but safe and sound with their dogs. Rally in Juno. Was there a moment there where you thought you might lose your lives? Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. There was a couple of times I was in tears and I felt like I was just gonna give up and start crying, and I kept pulling it back.
6: In another part of Washington State, dramatic video shows the U.S. Coast Guard airlifting a mom and her baby who were stranded on a roof. Stephanie and Eric say their home is a total loss, but are grateful to the brave volunteers who rescued them.
3: We're happy that we're
5: alive. Thank goodness they're okay. The governor of Washington state has declared a state of emergency. The supply chain crisis has led to lots of empty shelves around the country, but rather than let shoppers feel they can't get what they need, supermarkets have come up with a creative way to fill the void
4: what's up with this aisle after aisle of folding chairs and look at this store the shelves filled with giant plastic piggy banks every single aisle has these piggy banks here nope it's not the latest craze they're decoys it's a tactic many stores are using to fill empty shelves at a time when the nation's experiencing major shortages of pretty much everything due to the supply chain crisis. What a supermarket is trying to do is hide the fact that there are shortages. They don't want to scare consumers at all. Shopping expert Phil Lempert says there's method to the madness. Empty shelves can spark panic. They also want to prevent hoarding from taking place the way it did in the beginning of COVID. This store actually covered their empty shelves with a giant image of pack shelves. Fake food covering up empty shelves, tweeted the shopper who spotted the ruse, so people won't notice the cupboard is bare. And this drink's fridge sure looks full, but open it up, It's practically empty. Other stores are using a different tactic, spreading out the goods they have an abundance of. They're taking frozen pizza, for example, that maybe just you saw one of before, and now you might see six or seven of them over a bigger area to hide those empty shelves. Another example, moving cartons of milk to the front of the shelf, to make it seem full. We better get used to it. We're gonna see higher prices. We're gonna see more shortages.
1: And frankly, we're gonna see retailers try even harder to be able to mask the fact that their store is empty.
5: Not long ago, we showed you that brazen robbery that looked like a scene out of a supermarket sweep as suspected thieves stole shopping carts full of items from a supermarket. Well, police say they've struck again, this time at a big box store. Amber Cagliano has details.
3: The brazen bunch strikes again. A gang of shoplifters haul high-end 75-inch big screen TVs out of a store while witnesses watch helpless. A manager calls 911. I'm calling from BJ's. I have Three people here that are pulling TVs out of my store. It happened at this BJ's Big Box Warehouse store in Connecticut, and police say it's the work of the same gang caught on camera ripping off a supermarket 24 miles away. Video of those suspects furiously tossing detergent and paper towels from shopping carts into their vehicles went viral. That's why
4: prices go up, because of these can't get a job like the rest of us.
3: Look, the same woman appears to be involved in both the robberies, and they used similar vehicles to make their getaway. The same gang is suspected in a shoplifting spree at another store last month boldly walking out with a dolly loaded with tvs and other electronics it's part of an epidemic of organized shoplifting that began in california and has spread across america driving up prices the bad guys always seem to get away i spoke with former police lieutenant lisa daddio people responsible need to be arrested and brought to justice and they need to be punished for doing it we can't just give them a slap on the wrist Amateur copycats are getting in on the act. Look at this bozo trying to steal a TV too big to fit into his car. He had to leave it behind when he made his escape.
5: There's another COVID drama on Dancing with the Stars. This time it's Judge Derek Hove who took to Instagram to say he's been diagnosed with a breakthrough case of COVID-19.
6: Fully vaccinated, Huff no, fully vaccinated Derek cuff has COVID. I've just been diagnosed with a breakthrough case of COVID. The Dancing with the Stars personality appeared on last night's show and showed no obvious signs of illness. He sat just feet away from his fellow judges. It was so refreshing to just see a pure rumber out there. Today, he posted this message on Instagram after testing positive. I feel okay. I feel strong, um, but I'm, I'm currently taking advice from medical professionals, doing everything I can to get better as fast as I can. It's just the latest COVID scare to hit the show this season. In October, Huff sat out one show after coming in contact with the virus.
3: Although he's fully vaccinated and tested negative, Derek will sit out tonight's show out of an abundance of caution.
6: And last month, Cheryl Burke and her dancing partner, Peloton instructor Cody Rigsby, both tested positive. When Olympic champion Suni Lee fled the ballroom with a stomach bug two weeks ago, host Tyra Banks made a point of saying.
3: Suni has uh, not feeling so good, not COVID, not COVID at all, but she's not feeling well.
6: Sadly, last night it was Suni's last dance as she was voted out of the ballroom.
3: I'm just gaining so much self-confidence in myself and I'm allowing myself to have
5: fun. There are four couples left competing in next week's finale. It's unclear if Terra Cup will take part. George Clooney is speaking out about the accidental shooting on the set of an Alec Baldwin movie that left a young cinematographer dead. Clooney calls what happened insane.
4: Actor George Clooney is outraged over the shooting death on Alec Baldwin's movie. It's insane. It's infuriating. It's a rare case of one major star attacking another star. Speaking out on a podcast, Clooney blames the movie producers, who include Baldwin, for hiring armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who did not have a lot of experience.
2: Why, for the life of me, this low-budget film with producers who haven't produced anything W- wouldn't have hired for the armor someone with experience.
4: Clooney also explained his own gun safety protocols when he's filming a movie involving weaponry. Every single time I'm handed a gun
2: on a set, every time. I look at it, I open it, I show it to the person I'm pointing it to, we show it to the crew,
4: every yeah. single take. And maybe Alec did that. Hopefully he did do that. His fury continued, referencing reports that assistant director David Halls called out cold gun right before the tragic shooting that ended in the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins.
2: I've never heard the term cold gun. I've never heard that term. Literally, they're just talking about stuff I've never heard of. It's just infuriating.
5: Cloney says tragedies like this happen on movie sets because of, quote, a lot of stupid mistakes. On a much lighter note, Oh dear, look who just wandered into church.
1: Holy moly, it's a deer in a church. Oh my word! A buck crashed through a window at Grace Christian Fellowship Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Pastors Luke and Amanda Iker heard a commotion coming from the auditorium and thought a burglar was inside.
6: There standing at the altar of the church is this deer.
1: This
2: is when I peeked in and screamed. Oh my word!
1: This all happened on the first day of hunting season in Michigan and lots of folks on social media joked the deer was seeking sanctuary.
6: No, Maybe he needed to hear the gospel.
1: <laughs> didn't stay for the sermon, leaving just the way he came in.
5: Yes! Just when we thought we'd seen everything. Back with more Inside Edition after this.
1: Next, Tiger Wars. Carol Baskin versus the Tiger King. And the question we had to ask the Tiger Queen's new husband.
6: If people say to you, Howard, you better watch yourself. Then,
1: breaking so up is hard to do, but not with a violin.
0: What am I supposed to
5: tell?
1: And
0: Deborah Norville!
1: Standing O for Deborah. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. We'll be right back.
5: Tiger King, the Netflix show that became must-see TV during the pandemic, is back with season two. But someone who's not excited to see Joe Exotic's return is his arch nemesis, Tiger Queen herself, Carol Baskin, who spoke with our Stephen Fabian.
6: They're back. Tiger King's Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin are facing off again, but this time with competing shows. Tiger King 2 kicks off tomorrow on Netflix, even as Joe Exotic remains behind bars, serving a 22 year sentence for plotting to murder Baskin. have a prepaid call Joe Exotic. Meanwhile, Discovery Plus is airing Carol Baskin's Cage Fight.
5: Carol Baskin's cage fight is kind of a pun based on the fact that we are fighting for the fact that cats do not belong in cages.
6: On Monday, she and her husband Howard went to court to keep all footage of them
5: from being included in Tiger King 2. When they contacted me, I told them to lose my number. So I was shocked to see that they were using images of me in their new trailer. We filed a lawsuit. I think anybody would hate to have been portrayed in such a false manner.
6: What happened to Don Lewis? Carol knows something. Tiger King 2 delves deeper into the story of Carol's late husband Don Lewis, who went missing in 1997. His grown children suggested he was killed and fed to the Tigers. The whole
1: world's wondering, would you actually grind your husband up? Feed him to the tiger so there's no
6: evidence. Carol maintains she knows nothing about his disappearance. She describes her current husband as her rock. Other people have cracked that he should sleep with one eye open. Do people say to you, Howard, you better watch yourself? Some of the comments have
1: been of that tone, but think about it. I would have to be the stupidest man in the world to have married someone if there was the least bit of... Doubt in my mind about whether or not she had anything to do with his disappearance.
5: Carol Baskin's Cage Fight is streaming now on Discovery Plus. Tiger King 2 debuts on Netflix tomorrow.
1: Still to come. So breaking up is hard to do, family. but not with a violin.
5: What am I supposed to
3: tell my
4: family? And.
0: Deborah Norman!
1: Standing O for Deborah.
0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. CTmobile.com.
5: Our Deborah was a special guest on the talk today.
1: We <laughs> welcome award-winning journalist Deborah Norman!
5: She got a rousing reception from the audience before sitting down with the panel to talk about lots of topics it was great seeing her on the talk when we come back getting revenge on her ex in song finally a singer and her violin playing friend are going viral for taking breakup texts from an ex-boyfriend and turning them into song
3: hey i know you're probably never going to forgive me for what happened but i wanted a chance to explain i know it wasn't right that i technically hooked up with your roommate But I've been going through a lot. I love you so much more than Emily. What am I supposed to tell my family?
5: I'm sorry, okay? (laughs) Ah, revenge is sweet. See you next time.
0: If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.